It is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Pratha Show. Sounds weird in here today. I don't know. It's like the echo in my own head or something. I can't really blame tequila, though, Brandon, because... You know, I woke up this morning, Brandon, and I was sitting there going, and I said, you know, buddy, I was like, I don't... Um, I felt so good because I was like, I didn't drink anything yesterday. <laughs> didn't drink anything. No, no tequila. I was like, my liver thanks me, right? I mean, that's usually how it works. Yeah, but experience. guess what? I started remembering yesterday... And I remembered I was on the news and why it matters with Sarah Gonzalez, and I drank tequila. <laughs> that ain't coffee in that cup, Mark. That ain't coffee in that cup. I think if you do it while working, that counts as just fulfilling your job duties. It actually is when you're in the entertainment business, particularly in yeah. this, uh, whatever you want to call this sort of journalism job we have here in the media. Yeah, it's one of the perks. <laughs> I love throwing around big words. Uh, <laughs> when you do stuff like that, like they actually expect you to be drunk. They don't expect you to talk about this shit sober. I mean, everybody should be aware that that's just kind of how it operates because it, it makes it all is. of news more interesting it when is. you know they've had a few. I mean, it's not like we're doing lines off of mirrors in the back <laughs> anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're in Mothership Studio 22. It is Wednesday hump day. We're going to hump day hump all day long. Thank you for joining us, whether it is by uh, Blaze TV or podcast. Make sure you tell your friends to subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save on an annual subscription. Uh, big news here. Big news. And I wanted to bring in my buddy to talk about it. So we're going to spend a little time um, uh, doing the hump day thing. My buddy Jesse Payton, one of my partners in crime, comedian Jesse Payton. Jesse, you're killing the game. Doing good. <laughs> it's been a good run. I'm, I'm just glad to add sort of media journalism uh, to so, my bio now. Yeah, sort, sort of journalism. <laughs> uh, I like it. Big word media. Uh, dude, so you and I met, we were just talking about it because the big news, by the way, is uh, Jesse... Jesse and I are going to do uh, three shows together. They're just going to be absolutely raw. Now, people, a lot of people don't like that. When they, my, your people love it. My people, they don't know what to do with that. They hesitate. Yeah. But you have to tell people, if you're going to come to a show with me and Jesse, just, just put on your big panties. That's it. Buckle up. We're going to have a good time, though. Because Jesse's going to take you for a ride. Yeah, that's it. I... Yeah. It's, so it's going to be good. But we're doing, uh, we've got a few things we're doing, but planned out over the next little while. But we, uh, we're going to do December 30th in College Station. At the Stampede. The Stampede, which used to be another place. Now it's called the Stampede. Yeah. Uh, is that the mall over there? It and is. That, it's that, the that, post that, that mall. bar and yeah. grill, that venue yeah. is connected to the mall it over is. there. It's College intense. Station. Yeah. So that's December 30th. Then December 31st, New Year's Eve, we're going to Lake Jackson. That's it, the wine review. The wine yeah. review. That's an awesome spot. It's only got 100 seats, though. Yeah, see, it's gonna, that's, it's, that's what we're doing. We're, bring, it. we're doing all these smaller venues, right. and it's going to be in your face. It is. And then on the 1st, January 1st, we're going to be in, uh, in, uh, back in Canyon Lake, That's Texas. where it started. That's right. Pretty, well, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, because you and I, if you remember, you and I were, you opened for us. You had just opened for Steve Trevino at the old Southerns in College Correct. Station. Then I think a week later, With opened you. for me. And, and normally, if I've got an opener on stage, uh, I just, you know, I kind of hear it. And I was like, whoever's on, like, this dude's murdering that yeah. room. He's killing that, that game, good. like wearing it out. And I think I said right now, I was like, dude, you need to come open. 
You did. And uh, yeah, you were the first person to take me on the road. The funny thing is about that, and you probably don't remember this, but you were walking around uh, you were walking around the venue from the green room. You had come out while I was on stage. And it was right in the middle of a bit, and I didn't know what this Hurricane Chad Prather was about. And uh, <laughs> I'd never done a live show with you. And then you walked out of the green room, and right before I'm about to do the punchline for this long setup that I had, the whole room stops and looks over at you and no one looked at me anymore. And I was like, well, that went to crap. So, my bad. Uh, no, it was good though. I was well, like, the thing was, it was, there was, uh, I was at a bad time in my life. This is a couple years ago. Couple I was at a bad time in my life and that was particularly a bad night. And so, uh, <laughs> there, there was uh, yeah, that was a bad night. I've, I've, uh, most of the staples in my career have been piggybacking the bad nights of guys ahead of me. So yeah. thank you for so that. So it was, it was a particularly bad and I had to pee. Now that, particular green room doesn't have a bathroom that's right so i saw what happened with that deal and so when i came back what i started doing was i would take solo cups and i would step in the utility closet with the hot water heater and all that stuff the air conditioning unit and i would pee in the cups that's right and i would just leave the cups on top of the ac unit and i'd be like this will teach you to not have a bathroom right. in the green room and there's a lesson to you up-and-coming entertainers if you reach a certain level of celebrity you too can pee in solo cups in a broom closet <laughs> at a venue in college station attached to a mall it's big time see i like how you sold it at first where you were like dude the whole route is hurricane chad pray there i was like yeah we were in a, we were in a bar and grill attached to the mall <laughs> to the mall yeah it's all the food court you can eat <laughs> yeah. people were literally bringing in a chick-fil-a it was it was was yeah. yeah but no we uh but i'm i'm proud of you man because you've been killing it the um and there's nobody there's not a lot of people out there that hustle like you because you hadn't been doing comedy for a long long time not, not very long yeah. you had you had a career in the in a in a, in a penal system you had <laughs> a uh that you had other things going on which we won't talk about yeah that uh there were lots of stuff. And then, but comedy, dude, it's taken off. It has. And, and you know, it, it really speaks volumes to the previous uh, endeavors you I, in which I partook because when comedy is a stabilizing force in your life, <laughs> you were pretty wayward. So, uh, but see, here's the thing. And this one, I don't know that a lot of people, as they get to know you, they realize this. You don't do any drugs. You don't drink alcohol. No. I mean, you were 100% pure clean the, in, in terms of what you put in your body. 100%, yeah. What comes out of your mouth is a different story. Oh, yeah, it's it's filth. It's, yeah. it's absolute filth. It's entertaining. It's fun. I said uh, I said before we started taping, and you've been on the show before, mm -hmm. uh, but I said, uh, don't say the P word, the C word, or the F word. Right. Uh, usually I'm allowed one, and they right. bleep it out, but it just creates more work for the for the editors and the producers. And you said, so I'm just not going to say anything. I, I'm just saying right here, I guess I'm a model for this show. Thank you, I guess. Don't know what I'm going to talk about. But I'm excited. So you went out, because you reached out to me, and you were like, let's go uh, let's go do these shows. I was like, book them. I, I'm, I'm free New Year's. Normally I'm doing shows New Year's. Nobody wants to work with me anymore. Yeah. Venues don't want me. Oh, that's not true. Ever they since I you. ran for office, they don't want me. They want They're you. scared. No, the, I, I, it's... I, we're, it's a different it's a different perspective we uh you were the first person to take me on the road you the you told me that first night you said the world needed to see me and you gave me a shot and we did really good we did the unapologetic tour and now we're going to do an unapologetic reunion and i think this is just going to be uh it's it's they're excited about it all three venues it's good. a buzz in all three of those cities so you've been you've been going out and doing the uh something else you've been doing this uh white trash comedy bash yeah what's going on with that uh do they have to beep that am i allowed to say the you can say white trash can i say the w well, I, I say the hard sh i don't do the <laughs> <laughs> 
It's crazy. I so I, I coined the phrase "white trash comedy bash" because me and a lot of the guys I tour with, uh, it just fits the brand. It was unique. I was surprised that it wasn't even taken. So I bought whitetrashcomedybash.com. Check it out. The website's actually active. Um, and I wanted to tour with it. My name isn't Chad Prather. I'm not selling a bunch of tickets because people don't know me. But the shows always do well when we get in the venue and they grow. So I just wanted a new seed to plant. I came up with that. And the day I posted it, we sold the first show out in Houston yeah. at the Secret Group. We sold 150 tickets on a Wednesday night. It Wednesday was just, night. And uh, so it was like that? first day of school. It, first day of school. It was. Because I uh, came down there. Yeah. I saw it in my own eyes. Which is, a t I mean, most people would think that's not a good day for comedy. But when you're white trash, you don't give a shit crap about the first day of school. <laughs> you don't care about them kids You either. don't. So uh, we sold it out. It went well. Uh, th four of the cities bought it. Arlington, Dallas, and Little Rock. And, uh, and then I got flagged the same day for posting, not saying white trash, not using it as derogatory or inflammatory but they called it hate speech from the event bright link that was the link in the uh in the in the comments and they See, gave me a 30-day facebook so day. and i want people to understand you're getting flagged and penalized for using the phrase white trash it's unbelievable and we both are i mean it's where I came from. It's it's they want you to open up. They want you to be vulnerable. They want you to entertain. Talk about your childhood because that's the novelty of what most people don't know and they haven't heard. Right. And if you've seen me when I grab and sit on the stool on stage, it's about to be a real vulnerable session. It's going to be funny, but it's about my past. Yeah. And then when I call it white trash, now it's hate speech and I'm flagged for that. And I'm silenced. Literally, I'm silenced for that. Yeah, and I, I can't believe it. Which rappers can say anything they want to say, but you can't yeah. ever. Because you texted me the other day and you said, "Look, I got a show coming up in like Arlington, Texas," and and you got flagged and they you got put in Facebook jail right. for doing it. You couldn't promote your own. And show. And I lost the show. You lost the show. I had a I had a I had a five thousand dollar guarantee for the show, and the show wasn't selling because I couldn't promote the promote the show on my on my social medias I was flagged on every one of them for that yeah. my videos used to get you know three four five million views and then they were getting 700 yeah yeah I you know I because you reached out to me and you said can you share the and I did but yeah. it's like at that point in time it's it too late calls, what are you yeah. gonna do yeah so uh by the way I'll be in Arlington Texas uh December 21st Arlington Music Hall it was a beautiful place yeah it is it's fun yeah. we go there every year it's a good place um the nature of comedy though and people do get offended because I hear it all the time. People people get offended by me. If you're offended by me, we got a problem. I mean, that's a whole other deal. Yeah. Right. Um, what what's going on? I mean, is there is there hope for this? Have you ever sat around? Because you're always hustling. You're always out to trying to get the crowd, trying to write the next joke. Do you ever even think about the future? No. Do you ever even think about like how a crowd's going to respond? Or are you just like screw it? I'm going at them. Uh, both. I, uh, with your crowds, I know, I know a demographic again, you told me, you've told me before every show. I'm like, you told me before this show, don't say, you know, CP and, and F and I'm like, cool. It's, a, it's an easy instruction. Uh, you told me before road shows, you told me the same thing. Every time you said you're a pro read the room. And I'm good at that. And yeah. uh, and I can, if you get a little, you know how to toe the line. You don't walk in and start with an abortion joke first pitch. You know, you save that for, <laughs> you know, high leverage situations. <laughs> and, um, and uh, but you feel it out. Once you become likable, you can get away with saying a lot yeah. more. And you're very likable as well. So I'm very likable. But in my mind, nothing, in my mind, in terms of the way my humor works, there's nothing off limits. Same. You know, and I know there's nothing off limits with you, at least because I don't sit around going, oh, that, that's, that offends me. What, what gets me is this, is why comedy is under the indictment of 
he said that so he believes that i wrote this shit i made excuse yeah. my language i made this stuff it just gets me agitated i made this stuff up why are we held to a standard that is supposed to represent our values and belief system when leonardo dicaprio can play a, a slave master in the movie django and say the n-word egregiously right. but we're like oh that's fiction this is entertainment yeah. well what i do is entertainment also but because i make a joke that's off color or i say white trash yeah. now i'm flagged for that it's unbelievable yeah that's been that's been my world since 2015 or 16 you know and what i've always noticed for instance is if you do a video that goes viral all right i always recognized that the hate would start coming in people offended people pissed off who's this guy why is he wearing a cowboy hat blah 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 all of the nonsense that would come in there usually when a video hit about 750,000 views at that point in time it started reaching people outside of your realm of influence right so you were right. new to them and they didn't know what to do it started to attract the trolls so the bigger you get, the more that's going to be magnified. The bigger the audience is, the more chance there is for somebody to be offended. You know, and I and it's it's funny because people say, oh, you know, you want these bigger crowds, you want these bigger crowds. Sometimes, no, you don't. Like being able to go out and do a room like we're talking about at New Year's and do 100 to 300 people in a room, that's going to be fun in its own regard because like those people know what they're getting. They know what they're coming for. Right. It's no holds barred. We're there to laugh um and and i keep saying you ought to be offended when you go to church you ought to be offended when you go to a comedy show those are the two places yeah. that ought to get in on you you're right if not then they're not saying the right things true so that uncomfortable part that's part of comedy but people you know they've lost all that the whole deal um i had somebody that said uh uh recently they commented on the deal they said uh is is he just going to be gutter talk when he gets on stage and another person right after that said um, is he just going to talk about politics? Here comes a bleep, Brandon. And I said, F Joe Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I gave him gutter talking politics That's all at it. once, right? Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, the, the, the whole thing is like, if you push me like that, I'm probably going to push back. And, and, and I wish I wasn't like that. No, I like that you're like that. And, and this is what you and Steve Trevino gave me the same advice my very first year touring. You said you don't have to go and try to be universally funny to everybody. Right. You can find your own demo. That's why doing 100 people who like us and like our style of comedy will come and not get offended because that's what they came there for. And outside of that, like you called it, it's funny, your your realm is 750,000. Mine's 100. So once I get 101, 110, I'm, <laughs> I'm toast. Uh, but you do you do open the door for that. But in, in one month, I open for Zach Rushing, a very conservative uh, order. A, I opened for Eddie Griffin, who is obviously one of the funniest black comics ever. And I opened for Chingo Bling, a, yeah. a Hispanic right-wing comedian also. So I do cast pretty big nets sometimes, but yeah. I know where my fan base is. Hey, pull up that Chamonix deal. It's not on the thing. Um, and and I'm, we're going to go to a break, but the um, I want to talk a, more about Steve Trevino, actually, mm -hmm. who's killing, killing it right now. As hot as there is. And, I mean, just blowing it up and couldn't happen to a better person. The uh, you see what I'm see what I'm looking at, Brandon, on this thing. I could probably do it from memory, but I don't want to mess it up. The uh, you ever use Chamonix? We'll give them a good ad right here. Yeah, Chamonix. You put that stuff on your face. Oh yeah. That's why do you think I look so young? I was wondering, that. dude. Why do you yeah. look at me? This ain't makeup. <laughs> look at this. This How's is that? this is a fifty year old face right here. What? How many fifty year olds you know look like this? Not a lot. Straight up sexy. <laughs> Straight up sexy. <laughs> 
You got it, Brandon? Is it working? Maybe? No? Maybe? See, what they did was, what they did was, they started changing around uh, our ads and our reads and stuff, and so now we can't get it all done. Let's talk about Steve Trevino. Let's go long on this thing while they get that thing worked out. Uh, There it is, right there. I, I, I like it when people can see behind the fourth wall. You know what I'm saying? You know, look. Any, break it down. Any errors are Chris's fault. It's Chris's fault. Yeah. And Chris is on a plane to Israel right now. He's going to the homeland. Yeah. <laughs> he's Puerto Rican, but he's going to the homeland. <laughs> Just Israel. Yeah. And um, we're going to be without Chris uh, for the next, what, two weeks or something like that? Chris, uh, I saw him out there and he said, Oh, bro, I got to drive to Houston, get on a plane. <laughs> get the hell out of here. So anyway, um, anyway, this stuff, uh, this stuff right here, Chamonix, you talk about putting the stuff on your face. Here's one that's even better. You want to lose a couple of pounds, 5, 10, 20 pounds even. Uh, do it safely, naturally, without any of the jittery side effects because sometimes you take that stuff and you feel like you, it's all cracky or whatever. No, not with this. New Sioux Labs weight control formula. It's a super antioxidant formula that's helped thousands lose weight for good. And uh, we got Kat from Columbia, North Carolina, um, raving about her results. Said I lost over 30 pounds with Nusu and kept it off. It helped me curb my appetite and improve my workout routine. Fantastic product. Highly recommend. So I want you to get the look that you've always wanted uh, and uh, get it because Nusu's Breakthrough Weight Control Formula is incredible. You order right now. Try the brand new formula. Absolutely risk-free. You look in the mirror. You feel confident about how you look without the jitters and the side effects. And if it doesn't work for you, then uh, you don't pay. Go to NusuLabs.com slash Chad. That's N-U-S-U-L-A-B-S. NusuLabs.com slash Chad. Enter code CHAD20. You'll get an extra 20% off during the summer sales event. Get a free month supply when you order. Limited supply right now, so got to order it quick. Go to newsulabs.com slash Chad. We'll be right back. The uh, uh, Steve Trevino, our buddy Steve Trevino, Texas comic, he's... You know, nationally known at this point, he's killing it. He's had a few Netflix specials or four—not just Netflix, but like Prime Comedy and all Central that stuff. He's, he's, Prime, yeah. he's killing it, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve's a buddy. He um, funny story, man. Party foul. Steve Powell texted me the other night. He said, "Hey, we're going to see see Steve Trevino at Orlando right. at the Improv." And I was like, uh, "Good, man." Tell him I said, "Hey," and he's like, "Well, text him and tell him I'm coming." I was like, "No." <laughs> he said text him and tell him i'm coming i was like why and he goes tell him your tour manager is in the house i'm like you're, you're not my tour <laughs> and oh, so he goes tell him and i said because i you know i'm giving steve a hard time powell a hard time because i know what he wants right he wants trevino like at some point in time trevino is gonna give him a you know a shout out from the stage right. or something like that i'm like bro he's a pro he's right. not there to shout out your long-haired hippie <laughs> ass and so I said, just go up and say hey to him after the damn show. Yeah. He's like, man, tell him I'm going to come. No. <laughs> the man's going to work. You know? I'm not going to distract this dude with give a shout out to Steve Powell. That's awesome. And uh, Mark, you'll appreciate this. Steve Powell texted me the other day and he said, man, it didn't take me long to get recognized in Florida. He said, somebody told me, somebody told me that the show's not the same since I'm not on it. <laughs> I was like, did you ask them why they don't watch your show? <laughs> I love busting that kid's balls, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, 
Uh, so anyway, he went up and saw Trevino afterwards, and and uh, Steve actually said hated me and you both. And so, uh, <laughs> but Trevino's killing it. And you talk about advice. Like when I was years ago, when I was trying to figure out how to what what is an agent, what do agents do, how do you handle them? Because right. you just hear that they're snakes, right? And they're just out to get you. And, Boy, me and Steve were in Tampa, Florida together. I was doing side splitters on one side of town. He was doing the improv on the other side of town. We did the same two nights. So when he'd get done, he'd come over and see us and hang out. And then during the day, me and him go ride jet skis and stuff and just sit around talking. So, man, that dude gave me tons of business advice. The best. I mean, it, and, <laughs> and so he'd show pictures. And this one guy, we were out there riding jet skis, and he, this guy's out there in uh, – Steve's looking at pictures. He's like, man, you tell Steve, he's like, you know, your wife's, your wife's hot. <laughs> it's like, it's like, cause you know, he always talks about Captain Evil and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's the sweetest person Renee on the planet. Dude. Oh she's my God. Amazing. She's just a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, to us, I don't know how she is to oh, Steve actually, but, um, he goes, how'd you get a girl like that? Cause Steve's like five foot five. Right. And he goes, I'm rich as f- <laughs> I'm like, it. Hey, it's truth, baby. There's truth. But no, he was he's killing it, dude. And when I see guys like that, and I see this, I bring this all up because I see this happening to you, Jesse. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because you know I don't. The uh, I see this happening with you, right? Because you went, let me give you for, some folks, uh, for instance, you live down in Houston. You got in a car yesterday, drove up here to Dallas. You didn't come up here to do this show. You just happened to be in town. And you went to two... Middle of nowhere, open mic nights last night. I did. Got on stage, did great at one of them. Went to the next one. Oh, what happened? All right, tell the so. story. Tell the now. Listen, you think this is all fun and games and stuff? This Jesse goes to two open mics last night on a Monday or on a Tuesday. It just tell the story. So it, it's funny you started this with Steve Trevino. Steve called me last week and was like, "Hey." Same thing you said. You're growing. Keep doing it. Uh, start going to open mics. Punch up some new stuff. Yeah. Work on some more personal stuff. So I was like, great. I'm going to go out of town where no one knows me and then uh, and, and do also that. with an open mic people don't realize you you are you're getting on stage in front of other comedians that don't want to laugh at you Th- and they're are, worried about their own stuff exactly they're so not they're, an audience their faces are in their notepads so i go to comedy arena with george red speaks dallas local guy up here killing it uh do great the comics love me it was awesome punched up some new jokes it was it was good it w- they went over really well i was like i want to go try a a, a worse mic where there's less people. So I go to Hat Tricks in Louisville and I pull in and I was the only white person in the whole venue and uh, which is great. That's what I wanted. I right. wanted to be the anomaly there. I wanted to go up there were four people listening and uh and two were comics and the guy goes up and I'm I'm next in line and a guy goes on stage and then we start hearing some commotion. Before I leave there, George warns me. He's like, hey, be careful. If you go to hat tricks, you need a pistol. I'm like, I don't need a pistol. I could fight. And uh, he was like, well, you might need it. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. What do you mean? And he was yeah. like, so I get over there and he was absolutely right. There was just commotion going on. I look behind me and two guys are going off arguing it with each other and then one pulled a gun out and then the other one pulled a gun out and i'm like is this real life and i was like i came here because i got this really i got this really new awesome tiktok joke i've been working on and now i'm fighting for my life i literally dive behind the other side of the bar and i go hiding and um you know because i'm brave and uh and uh so i i it's 
Yeah, and then it just commotion, and then everybody just scatters and flees with like roaches when you turn the lights on. And I was one of them, uh, and we ran out. And then I text you. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" You sent me here? the video of the of. of I, I tried to video it, and then I'm like, "I'm the only white dude in here." I'm like, "I feel like they're not gonna appreciate that I'm doing this for World Star. <laughs> they're gonna think that I'm doing this for like uh, uh, Crime Stoppers. <laughs> and, like this is an undercover, and we're gonna shoot the white dude in his phone. And then, uh, and then I just I ended up just run- you saw how the video ended abruptly i just ran out of there and uh follow my tiktok you might see the video um on there but i mean you don't you don't think i'm gonna go practice some comedy Jokes. material Jokes. i'm gonna Thanks, go steve and trevino gonna, and there's gonna be gunplay <laughs> yeah, steve trevino. Steve, 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 yeah make yeah, sure steve. you hit up some open mics yeah go hit up some open mics he was like he even said that too he he told me he was like hit the ones that are hard hit the ghetto ones where they don't want to like you where you have to work extra hard he's like if you do well there you'll do well he's like it's easy to do well in front of chad's crowd <laughs> with yeah. 500 people yeah but they came to laugh they came to have a good exactly. time now i i like for instance you asked me one time israel and it was opening for polar bear and you you were emceeing that night mm-hmm. over at arlington the improv. arlington improv yeah. and you're like hey come get on stage you do 10 minutes and i was like this is gonna be a challenge for me because and you murdered well, and you I, killed. I, I went into a room full of hispanics right and like, he's like, I'm like, okay. He's like, have you guys heard about the border crisis? And I'm like, Chad, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, it was a good crowd. I mean, it was packed out. Polar you bear killed, was killing but it. But you killed. Israel and, uh, killed. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And, and, you know, Israel, which I had never seen Israel do anything. It, dude, that dude. If y'all aren't following one bad comic on uh, Instagram, go follow him. But... Uh, <clears throat> You know, you go into a place like that, and you're like, this is not my crowd. Now, let's see if this is funny. Right. Right? So we're going to do something. If uh, Mike Kelly get off his ass, we're going to do something where I, I was on a plane. I was landing, and I go, I texted I texted Jesse. I said, you know what? Let's go out and do something. I thought of different guys like Chingo Bling or whatever. Yeah. And you said, no, let's do this. Let's grab Dustin Sims and Zach Rushing. Yep. And a lot of people follow those guys on social media. Funny dudes. And Zach, I mean, just real. I mean, just in your face with stuff. Man. And he's six foot five, so he can say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, and the thing with Zach is Zach is the type of guy where he's the everyman. He's he's what everybody he, he doesn't have any special talents. He's not a, <laughs> yeah. a he he's he doesn't sing dance. He doesn't have this, you know, amazing comedy writing style. He just talks, but he's so real and so likable that his following is awesome. And this is something you don't even know about Zach yet, but we just did a show and he's like you. He's like, just go do as much time, have a good time, warm him up. Well, I go do like you know me, I'll take advantage of that. I like yeah. to go long. And I did like 45 or 50 minutes. And then he goes up there. He did an hour and 45 minutes solo after I did an hour and never lost a crowd. Unbelievable. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about going out first of the year, 2023, uh, maybe around March or so, and doing, you know, maybe half a dozen shows all over the country, the four of us together. Yeah, I think we got two cities booked, Houston uh, in February, right after the Super Bowl at District 249. And then I think we're going to do Phoenix. I talk to Kelly pretty regularly, Mike Kelly, our agent. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen. But me, you, uh, Zach Rushing, and Dustin Sims, 30 minutes each, that's that's yeah. a show. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, it's bite-sized comedy, two-hour yeah. show. You come in there and do 30, 30, 30, 30, like that. You'll do 40, but... 
Yeah, you, you know what you know I mean. How it yeah. is. You'll yeah. cheat. You'll cheat and grab I'm extra going first. 10. I can't go. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's, yeah, Zach. Uh, Zach goes last, so he'll be yeah, able to handle exactly. it. Exactly. So, yeah. And I told him, I said, look, I don't want a headline. I don't want nothing. Let Zach headline the whole thing. I said, but it'll be just everybody's got a bite-sized chunk, and it, you know, I did that years ago with Brian Hayner and, and Michael Loftus and Reno Collier, where you everybody takes thirty minutes or whatever, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a home run derby. You just go in there and people are just tossing you softballs, just bam. It's four headliners. Yeah. So you don't have to wait through three acts of a, he- a host, a guest, and a feature to get to a headliner doing 45 minutes. You've got four bona fide headliners doing 30 minutes. And when we take, when Zach takes an hour and 40 minutes, condenses it, condenses it down to 30, yeah. you take a two hour, three hours of material you got condensed. We, we're just giving them the highlight reel. So you get the Cliff Notes home run derby, like you said, and it's two hours of just heat. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a great show. So I want people to stay tuned on that, and I'll get you some more details. Did we ever come up with a name for that thing? I think we're going to do the Buck Wild Comedy Tour. Buck Wild. Yeah, I like, I like it. it. I like it, too. I don't think that's going to get banned. No. No. That's it. And the after party's going to get buck wild, too. It is. What That's up? it. What yeah. up? Somebody <laughs> stop me. Somebody stop me. Burn, burn, burn. It's going to be off. Man, I yeah, I might put some crystal light in my water. We're going to party <laughs> yeah, up, baby. Go get it's down go, with it. It's going down. You're going to get down yeah. with it. Oh, uh, Hang on tight. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, break from the conversation. It's that point in the show where I like to wax eloquent. I want you guys to join me as we do just a few mental gymnastics. In fact, let's call it the Mental Gymnastics Olympics, okay? Because today I want to bring before you what I consider an astounding feat of cognitive dissonance. It's a flight of fancy into the fern-studded forest of forsworn reason, a real wtf folks. Miami, Florida. It's a blue city and a red state, home of the Dolphins, home of Florida man, home of Tony Montana. That's Scarface, man. And now, home of the number one most stupid gun buyback plan I've ever seen. I mean, in all of the dumb gun buyback plans out there, this one takes the cake. Now, here's the plan. Come and sell us back your guns. We'll give you a terrible price for them. And then, here's, here's the real deal, okay? Here's the icing on the cake. We're going to ship those guns that we buy back from you to Ukraine. <laughs> That's right, folks. Part of the delivery of a hot and fresh lead sandwich to Putin's doorstep can now come courtesy of a willfully disarmed citizenry of the United States. Now, if that makes about as much sense to you as uh, sticking a finger in a mousetrap, well, you've probably got your head screwed on straight because the reality is it's a dumb idea. First of all, the city of Miami has given out gift cards, not cold hard cash, in the amounts of $50 all the way up to $150. That's 150 bucks for your gun in a gift card form i mean that's barely going to buy ammo for some of my guns but i guarantee you a bunch of knuckleheads are going to be lining up to sell off their freedom always happens that way always does you know what you know who won't be in that line of riri's the criminals that's right they're not going to sell their stuff because they can get 150 bucks with their gun instead of for it and it'll be a gift that just keeps on giving folks they can do it day in and day out all day and night 
Now, the city of Miami actually had the audacity to refer to this as, quote, doing your part to make our streets safer. And look, surely the piece de resistance is that while you, the American citizen with freedoms and family to protect, while you don't really need that smelly old gun, the folks in one corrupt country fighting the folks in another corrupt country surely do. And could they please have them? These people are out of the damn minds. Now, I mean, absolutely insane. So look here, dipshit. Do you know what Ukraine is fighting right now? They're fighting tyranny. That's right. The same thing you clearly don't think we need to be worrying about around America. That's what the Ukrainians are lining up in their sights every day. Tyranny. So listen, if you're the type of person who values your guns and the freedom they help protect so little that you're willing to give them up for a measly little $150 gift card, then be my guest, I suppose. It's a free country for now anyway, and you have the right to participate in the market in, you know, in whatever manner you see fit. But don't come crying to me or any of us out there speaking common sense when the mean man who actually kept his gun comes along and asks you to please remove your wallet post-haste. And the same goes for tyrannical forces, either domestic or foreign, showing up on your doorstep. You opted out, so now you get to deal with that. Now, I don't know if you can whack them over the head with a broom and get them to go away. It might work, might not. Anyway, I think next time I'm in Miami, I'll go to the city officials and see if I can get me a gift card for, you know, maybe two of them. <laughs> when they ask me where the guns are that I'm selling, I just tell them I have to fish them out of the lake. I sometimes visit. Who knows? The government employees, you know, they're dumb. If they're going to come up with this kind of idea, they're dumb enough that it just might work. Them dudes last night in Louisville weren't selling their guns. <laughs> <laughs> Good no. Lord. No, not at all. Go sell your gun to the government so they can ship it to the Ukraine. Jeez. All right. Here's something. Here's a funny. The headlines are funny to me, dude. Uh, the army, they get people, they can't, they're not, people aren't qualifying for like their PT and stuff like that. Their physical, academic, and physical or academic capabilities are not passing. So the army's now, because the recruiting's way down for the military. They're not meeting their goals. So now they got a remedial program. <laughs> <laughs> this is scary stuff, dude. Man. We're screwed. <laughs> they got a remedial program. Fat ass can't do some push-ups or sit-ups. <laughs> Did you do the D-League? <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you, like, Army minor leagues. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, you can do girl uh. push-ups. Get on your knees. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. Uh, dating trends shift due to economy and COVID. So uh, I don't know what dating trends are, how you measure those, but it says uh, they're opting, couples or singles are opting for cheaper and more intentional dates. You ever had an intentional date? <laughs> yeah, they're about 150 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intending to do some things at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest changes in the relationship is the relationship between dating and alcohol. A recent survey found that over a third of the people using the dating app Hinge, you own Hinge? No. I ain't never heard of it. Mm -mm. They're more willing to go on a sober date now than a year before. It's especially apparent among young people using the app with 31% of 18 to 24-year-olds using Hinge saying they don't drink on their dates. <laughs> Tinder says basically the same thing, that references to sober went up 26%. Uh Another aspect of the shift of the state of the economy. I mean, no kidding. So now people are going to the beach or on a picnic. It's so, uh, you're, you're going on a picnic? No, I'm just trying to figure out how they're promoting sober dates for 18 to 24. Like, it's a sober date when you're 18 When you're anyway. 18 to 21. When you're 18 to 20, it's a sober date. Holy crap. Um, money is also impacting the type of people users are finding attractive. 
OkCupid okay users who say they stick to a budget got 16% more matches and 7% more likes over three what? months. I don't want to be on a dating app, dude. If this is if I got to do math, yeah, I don't want to be on a dating app. I, I don't. I don't think I want the girl who's like, yeah. Have you met my boyfriend? Uh, he's budget <laughs> conscious. Yeah, she sounds like yeah. I'm she, that. she sounds like she's fun at parties. Start listing that in the profile. <laughs> he's I'm budget conscious. I identify as he her. Yeah. Oh, that means he's five eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's five eight, but he can. He drives a Ferrari. Um. Half of millennials can't afford to rent a one-bedroom apartment in California's biggest cities. Um, yeah, no kidding. People can't put gas in their car, much less that. Especially in California. Do you see where Ozzy Osbourne said he's leaving California? He's like, done. He said, this place is effing ridiculous. He's going back to England. This is a dude who, whose body chemistry is 99% <laughs> substance. <laughs> who bit the head off of an animal on stage. No. Uh, who who, <laughs> who praised the Satan. Good Lord. <laughs> he calls himself the Prince of Darkness. Who gets on stage, he goes, Oh, And we're effing ridiculous. Well, that's how you knew. That's how you knew. COVID wasn't quite as deadly because it didn't kill him. And didn't his immune him. system can't yeah. have Dude, anything left at this point. Bro, those guys are embalmed. <laughs> People like him and <laughs> Keith embalmed. Richards. Him oh, and Keith yeah. Richards, bro, they are pickled. I mean, you might as well <laughs> soak them in a formaldehyde, man. They're like Ted Williams' head in a jar, bro. I mean, like, them guys ain't going nowhere. They'll live forever. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's got they're, enough residual like, cocaine. Even flame keep, retardant. He's got enough residual cocaine to keep him animated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... Good God, I get a contact high. I wonder what the street value of his, like, a fingernail is off oh, that dude. Can you imagine? Man. You could grind up Ozzy and sell him. <laughs> no telling what that dude's cut with. But seriously, man, Ozzy Osbourne says he's getting out. Here's the deal. He's been living in California. You know, if you go to about 40 other states, Ozzy, you might find some normalcy out there. But I don't know what does Ozzy Osbourne find freaking normal. I have no idea. Good God, man. So, no, you can't afford rent in California. Which, again, uh, Britain is three times more expensive than it is here in the U.S., and we see how bad things are now. Um, the uh, do you watch, Did you watch the uh, Aaron Rodgers' base, dude? Did you, did you see any of those clips? He did the deal with Joe Rogan the other day. Nuh-uh. Watch some of those okay. clips, man. And you, if you got it, we got time to play it right quick. Let her go. And then we're going to virtue signal to say, look how righteous our league is. We have 95% compliance yes. with the vaccine. Compliance. And if you don't, we're going to send a, sto- a stooge to your team to show you graphs of your vaccination percentage of your team compared to the rest of the league, which actually happened. Really? Yeah. What was the stooge like? Oh, I mopped the floor with him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. See, again, that's why people are like, no one knew your vaccination status. You lied to your teammates. No, no, no. Day three of training camp, they sent this stooge in, and, and he showed these slides about what your vaccination percentage was in your team, where you compare to the rest of the league. And I started asking him questions about liability. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. Okay, cool. But you're in here talking about all these different things, and you don't talk about anybody's personal health issues, there's zero exemptions. You took out religious exemptions. You took you took out uh, PEG exemptions. You took out anybody's ability to have uh, an opinion. Uh, I don't want to do this. I do. He's right. I mean, listen, at, at this stage in the game, 
The CDC ought to just put an asterisk by every one of their updates and down at the bottom add my name to it and be like, <laughs> he said this three years ago, you know, at this point. So anyway, good on him. Good on him. And then Joe Rogan dropped the bomb where he said, well, if we want to change things, vote Republican. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at at this stage. Even guys who aren't Republicans are saying, just vote for Republicans. Uh, one more segment. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Yeah, let's see here. I'm looking at this thing. I'm looking at this thing. I'm at Southern Star Brewing in Conroe Saturday night. That's with the ragamuffins doing music. And uh, great venue. I performed there. It's five a cool or spot. Six times. It's a very cool. I've never spot. performed there, but I've drank beer there. Yeah, I've done it, uh, benefits there. Yeah. I used to do benefits for biker rallies and stuff. It's a cool awesome. spot. Cool crowds too. Then on the ninth, we're going to Granbury, and then on the tenth in Waco. Those are going to be music shows as well. And then, but I've got I've got some comedy stuff coming up. Like like you know, I told you, like I, the campaign stuff and doing all that. Like I just did not feel like trying to go be funny. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it. And, and plus, if you're not out there doing it, dude, you lose your touch. I mean, you lose your timing and. The whole thing. Well, so. crowds can pick up on the the nuance of what you're dealing with. And if you have pain in your eyes and frustration, and I'm your friend, I talk to you every day. Like, I knew the, the stuff you were being exposed to, and you you were so, like, eye-opening and in shock of what the pol- political realm yeah. actually was behind the scenes that you weren't funny as a friend. No. <laughs> so I was not a happy, I like you, but I was Jesus not a happy Christ. dude, yeah, man. My phone was being Chad. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I lost some very close people in my life over just being like, dude. And I, and I was telling somebody the other day, I said, if you're not carrying that weight on your shoulders, that conviction of what you're doing, you just ain't going to get it. You ain't going right. to get it. But I didn't feel like being funny, but <clears throat> went out and did some shows, I guess it was about two months ago, I did a show, and I was like, you know what? This feels good. It's like putting on an old suit, you know, and it's like, boom, there, you're back into it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing around with a lot of new stuff, and uh, uh, I tried some stuff a couple weeks ago at a show that just did not work. There's potential there. You know how sometimes you go out and you could tell a story like around the dinner table? Yeah. And people are just dying. Right. You get on stage, it's like, yeah, it don't work. It doesn't work, yeah. It doesn't work. It's, uh, there's, it's, it's a different animal to be funny. I, I, would call, I always call it water cooler funny. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I get after shows, we get lines of people like, oh, you should meet Joe at my job. Joe is hilarious. I'm like, yeah. being funny at your company picnic is not the same thing as being on stage and being an entertainer. Yeah. So you can get a false reality. With but see, you like go, that. you you are not scared to step into those things. Like somebody hired you recently to come do a pool birthday party. Wow. Wow. You know what's funny about that night is it was a white trash birthday comedy party and every, it was all themed. Everybody was wearing, you know, white trash garb. Some people weren't even dressed up, but they fit the profile. <laughs> Um, just dressed normally. And, and I performed in a Hawaiian outfit, barefooted, poolside, in front of 40 people at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. That night, after the show, I dove in the pool, went upstairs, showered, left there, and did two sold-out shows opening for Eddie Griffin at the Houston Improv. And I'm going to tell you this, that that birthday party with those people was just so much more fun both shows went great all yeah. three shows went great but that was that was a different animal and you just get to you get to like unzip that mask of yeah. of what 
you have to present to everybody. You can just be raw in who you are. And the, they, you know the, you know the God. I call it God mode in comedy, where they start laughing at your setups before yeah. you get to the punchline. They're yeah. already laughing, yeah. and that's what it was like. I can remember, like, and even talking about that. I mean, Tyson Pfeiffer, my buddy. He, oh, he he's, he's always talking about. It. He's like, he talks about the places where he's gone and done stuff. And he's another one like you. He'll go anywhere. Yeah. And do he's like I've done biker bars. He said I've done the pool parties where people are like you could only see like mm -hmm. this much of their head sticking blah, blah, out of the pool. Yeah, that was an applause <laughs> break. laughing yeah. underwater. Yeah, yeah. It's so I'm like you know, but then you do you get on stage sometimes and I can remember those stages because because again when I'm doing theaters it's different from a club because you know the lights are on you and basically it's a black, black. deal. Like you had it's to make abyss. that adjustment. It's an abyss because you you were doing you were doing comedy clubs where the feedback is immediate. They're right there. And then you you're doing the stage. And man, when you're just killing it and you get on that stage and it just that roar of laughter and stuff is coming back. Yeah. You're like, I am in control of it this. Is. And that's, there's no better feeling than that. I cr the first theater you took me, Franklin, Tennessee, right after COVID. It was the very first show that city did post lockdown. And John Rich closed the show for us that night. Yeah. And uh, I cried walking off. They gave me a standing ovation, yeah. 700 people. And I cried walking off stage, handing you the mic. You were, like it was just disbelief, and that that control and that adulation that you get immediately—it's indescribable. Yeah, it's it's indescribable. It was so funny because uh, you mentioned John Rich because we did the show, and we came off stage, and John was backstage. He he had stayed in the green room the mm -hmm. whole time, talking yeah. like John does. Yeah, and then I'm like, John's here. John, go get on stage, man. Well, he gets up there, grabs his guitar, and he starts preaching. And I was like, obviously he has not heard the rest of the show. Yeah, he certainly didn't hear Jesse. That was I, I told I told you after the show. I was like, this is the first show I've ever done where I open with a really amazing oral sex Dick joke, joke. Yeah, and then the show the night ends with a call to the altar. <laughs> I've never had that. I was like, I feel like, uh, yeah, it was like, the funniest part was the funniest thing said that whole night was very subtle, and I don't know if you heard it. I heard it. So it I was, know exactly what. You're it say. was I was at the merch table we were doing some photos and autographs John was still up there going and people wanted to hear him sing but he was preaching and somebody and so he's he does his uh, his preaching and somebody shouts out preach and another guy stands up he goes sing <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the, like they have like, spoken it was like land the plane Johnny <laughs> land the plane he went so I did 45 you did an hour and then he goes up there as like well, it was supposed to be a ten minute yeah. encore, I assume, and did another hour, and yeah. it was like it was just well, exhausting. like we had people there. It was Franklin, Tennessee. Chris Bates was there, yeah. and got him on stage. Yeah, he sang a couple songs, awesome. and you know he, he did two or three songs. But he gets John up there, and, and John preaches all this stuff. And he's like, he took us to the lion's den. He took us to the <laughs> mountaintop. He got us <laughs> on. The I was in the belly of the well. <laughs> he had us in the tomb, and then all of a sudden he's like, "What do y'all want to hear? Save a horse, ride a cowboy." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. here we go. Who's Job? <laughs> I'm afflicted with his yeah, sufferings. I, uh, I, don't, I lost my Job because I'm non-essential. <laughs> Jeez. It was so funny. Oh, uh, God. That was a funny night, dude. We that, need to do that one again. That was a uh, good one. Hey, y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. 
politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. All right, Jesse Payton's got a lot of shows coming up as well. You need to go see him. Come see both of us, but check him out on the road because he's crisscrossing the country right now and having a good time doing it. What's your website? Uh, JesseIsFunny.com is the website. Also, WhiteTrashComedyBash.com or WTCB.us. Look at all that. It's a lot. At Jesse is funny. And uh, as you see it right there, that is there's no I in Jesse. So Jesse Correct. is funny. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. TikTok. I'm blowing up on TikTok. Yeah, you are. You're yeah. all over on TikTok. Yeah. And that's another good thing you're doing is you're, you've got that constant content coming yeah. out that I've gotten too lazy to do because. You're doing this. Geez. You're busy. Ah, well. Ah, well. Good problems to have. I'd rather be here than uh, doing jumping jacks in my living room on TikTok. It's good stuff, though. <laughs> it's good stuff. Watchchad.com will have uh, all the dates we're doing as we get the ticket links for them. So uh, go to watchchad.com where all the fun stuff is. Come see me in Conroe Saturday night at uh, Southern Star. I'll bring the boys with me. We'll play some music and it'll be a good time. Uh, our buddy uh, Jody Bartula, who's the fiddle player actually for Cody Johnson, his band, the Barflies, are going to be there as well. So come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. And uh, don't forget, subscribe to Blaze. We will be back. Get off the rails tomorrow night. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Thank you.